0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Safest Family on the Block, where knowledge is power. My name is Jason, and joining us today is Mark Bosque. Hello, Mark. How are you? All
1: right, good. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well. Even better to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to getting a dog expert on the show forever, but you guys are busy.
1: We are. We are. It's a busy time for us, especially in the protection field right now. It's a busy time. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So let's start with just share a bit about your experience with dogs in a security and self defense standpoint, and also just you know the the snuggly, lovey part of dogs, which is everybody's favorite. Okay. So,
1: um, yeah. What I grew up awesome? with. Grew. I grew up with dogs. Um, start off with a golden retriever. Loved that dog. Was an angel. Um, and it's funny you mentioned that. Is mm-hmm. when I grew up, I had a speech impediment, and that dog mm-hmm. would only I could stutter away. That dog wouldn't mm-hmm. care. He would just accept me for who I am. And it was one of those things where it built my confidence. And I think that's what started my whole thing is, how can dogs be so effective by mm-hmm. by doing just being a, being a dog? You know, they're they're mm-hmm. not, you know, we're, they're not anything unique in the sense that there's something about a dog that's special. And I think right early on in my age, I gathered that. So I used that. When I grew up, when I went to college, I was a sales guy. And then I, but I've always been in law enforcement. So after my three year stint with corporate sales, I said, ah, I've always had this passion to go in law enforcement. So I went to the academy, did that, did a little FTO. But the thing about police work is a little bit different in my senses. I always felt we weren't protecting, we were always kind of mm-hmm. after the fact. And mm-hmm. I come from a start, and I think you do too, is I've always wanted to protect myself and protect and protect others. I think it's just been in, 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 ingrained in me. My girlfriend when I when I see a fight, I have to step in. I just it's one of those things where it's just ingrained in me to help out. I just don't want to see bullies beating up innocent people. I just I've always hated bullies all my life, and that that kind of instilled that. Going back to the dog thing though, is I've always liked having a dog by me. I've always felt more confident with it, and from that it started my whole using the protection. What can this dog do? We see guide dogs. We see companion dogs. We see this, but I always felt the the, the essence of a dog is, you know, when, when in prehistoric times, they use dogs to protect the, the, protect the tribe. I always saw guide dogs as a beneficial thing. I always saw companion dogs and canines for companions that open up stuff for the handicap and, Mm. or, um, and so, but to me, I've always felt the dog is that vehicle where you just feel that extra side of protection. There's something about Mm -hmm. having a dog, maybe a pointy ear dog. I don't know. I mean, maybe a golden retriever is not as effective as a pointy ear dog. I don't know that's up to the individual, but to me, when I have a dog with me, I don't have that fear of anything. And so Mm -hmm. I use that into my protection training. I've all, and the thing is, The one thing I tell people, though, is and now we're going to get a little more Mm digress into the more protection of the field is you have to train obedience. Obedience is the ultimate thing. It's just like I've seen in your background, you're a black belt. If you don't do repetitions, if you don't train hard enough, you're going to forget things. And no matter how good you are at that one point, if you don't keep doing the repetitions, you're going to lose part of that training. So we really stress obedience, obedience, Mm -hmm. obedience. Because it's easier for the dog to, to turn off. The key is to turn them off. And that's the thing. You want always them to get off of it as quick as you get on it. And I think that's where I'm going to say we're different than my competitors or different than from other vendors, but we really stress protection. And we do show and tells to businesses also. And they're, they're always so impressed by God, your dogs are so obedient. And I think that is the key in making the dog, because we don't want to have that that backyard guard dog quote quote thing that's going on is where the dog will protect automatically. They, they, they don't. Mm -hmm. And if they do protect, it's not going to be, you're going to get sued because the bite is going to be all over the place. In most states in Cal in in America, in the United States, as long as a dog bites with a firm hold and doesn't let go that. And if someone trespasses, you're not going to get sued. And that's how we really, we really train the Mm -hmm. dog to bite, firmly and then hold as long as as long as you can to release it once mm-hmm. you feel you're safe. Yeah.
0: It seems very much like, you know, often it's a glib response, but I also mean it when most people come to me and say, "Hey, I'm feeling a little nervous these days, should I buy a gun?" And the right. answer is, well, if you're not willing to put in the training, if you're not willing to put in the range time, if you're not willing to take professional classes, do not buy a gun. And I the agree. glib response is and the the, the glib responses don't buy a gun, buddy, buy a dog but right. with the dog for the dog to be effective as a protector i mean i think they all they provide a level of deterrent that you know right. a gun in your safe does not but right. for them to be an effective protector you need to do you need to go to the lessons you need to train yourself and train your dog to use them effectively in that way a- agreed and again is
1: that's all about doing the reps now again is yeah. like you said with a gun once mm-hmm. you commit you're there is no, I mean, the target is neutralized, you know, I mean that you are trained to neutralize the target. I don't care if it's civilian training, police training. Once you, once you unload, you're not mm. just going, Hey, I'm just going to hurt him. I'm, I'm going to be in TV scenario. I'm going to hit shoot him in the knee, kneecaps. That's mm. not yeah. how real training is. So, yeah. With the dog, it helps because you're probably not going to do lethal on it. Now, mm-hmm. if the aggressor keeps going, then the dog will bite in different mm-hmm. places. But as long as the dog is preventing it, and again, as you put the one thing, mm-hmm. is most times when you see a dog, 20 years, it is a prevention measure. It is a, mm-hmm. and I tell this in most of my classes, it's a psychological and physical mm-hmm. deterrent. And I think it goes into the human aspect of, in our DNA, no one wants to get bit by an animal. We just think that is just bizarre. Like our whole system is like, whoa, our survival mechanism is getting bit by an animal. This, this is bizarre. So I think that plays into the whole why the dog is so effective because it is psychological and it is a physical
0: deterrent. Mm-hmm. And even with the smaller dogs, like even a, even a chihuahua or a little poodle – You know, criminals don't like attention. They don't like chaos. They like something they can rely on, something that they know is not going to escalate into something. And those little dogs are noise and chaos and confusion.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you make a great point is there was a study that I think 80 percent of – I mean, Mm burglars. there's 100 burglars or 1,000 burglars that they interviewed at one Mm -hmm. time. And if you just had a dog, just a dog, not a protection dog, just a dog – 60% or 80% the the broker wouldn't even come near the place just Mm -hmm. because of what you're you're talking about. Now let's just imagine if you had a protection dog with you, that would change the Mm -hmm. whole scenario. So that is, and that is where I think the dog is so effective is if you're going to a bank and Mm -hmm. you know, if the dog's there, he'll flip around and you can take your money out, Mm -hmm. go to your car. You won't get Mm -hmm. carjacked because the dogs are trained that way too. I mean, we're using the dog as kind of like your Your buddy who's got your back, you know, it's kind of like, you you know, and that's how we try to make the dog come across and really make it work because Mm -hmm. you have to be with that. The more you bond with the dog, the better the dog is. Yeah. Or or the better the performance is, I should say.
0: Yeah. And also with that – that idea of that dog being your buddy that's got your back. You know, we also right. know from multiple studies, there was that, I always forget, but those two people who had the criminals watch the video of people and choose who to victimize. Right. And they figured out exactly how people walk in ways that encourage people to victimize them. Right. Walking with confidence. You're just, walking with confidence is a way not to be attacked. And if you're walking with your your good buddy dog, yes. you want, most people, I mean, you had your experiences as a child that, that that dog was key to your confidence. Right, exactly. So that, and there was, exactly. and back in the '90s, there was that change in the law where they started allowing assist dogs to come with children when they were uh, testifying in court against abusers. Right, and exactly. and and you know it's yeah. very hard to be scared of that guy mad dogging you when you got a big old German Shepherd right there <laughs> you, cuddling up against you.
1: Exactly. I mean, exactly. And you make. No. I, I, I'm I'm digressing a little bit, but there mm-hmm. was there was a company out of Spain, and it's really interesting to me mm-hmm. is. They are for um, mm-hmm. they train dogs for people who were abused in domestic relationships, and mm. and it was really interesting. These um, uh, the the ex spouse the the female mm-hmm. would have this dog, and you should see the evolution of her confidence. Once she had the dog yeah. with her, they just got more confident because in usually mm-hmm. in domestic relationship domestic abuse relationships. The the confidence is so low they feel yeah. like they are they are hopeless that the dog brings back hope brings back protection brings back confidence so I thought yeah. it was a really unique um, unique training going on there
0: yeah I think and I I think that's one of the reasons that so many self defense instructors personal protection instructors do recommend a dog especially if you're somebody who's been victimized in the past if you're a woman who lives alone if right. you're somebody who people target. And yeah. that, that brings up the next question you know fe- folks are thinking of thinking about having a dog or mm-hmm. want a dog there's you know they're in one of three situations either they want a dog and don't have a dog they've got a dog who's pretty well trained or they've got a dog who's you know they're a great buddy around the house they fetch the newspaper and whatnot but you're they're not confident they're going to be a deterrent against a committed attacker right so in those kind of situations what if I had, if I was in any of those situations, where should I start with getting the kind of training and information that I need to have a dog be not just a good companion, but an excellent protector?
1: Um, well, first of all, now, yeah, now you're asking questions. Is is can does a dog have what it takes? You know, does it? Because like, I can't play in the NBA or NFL. I'm a decent Mm -hmm. sized person, but I don't have the right skills and the traits Mm -hmm. to go to that level. I might be good at maybe a high school level or college level, but I don't have that Mm -hmm. extra. So now you bring up scenarios where you said Mm -hmm. this dog is very obedient, but if it's a golden retriever, it's not going to, I would have to say 90%, 95%. -hmm. It doesn't have that that defense mechanism it needs. Mm-hmm. So that's why we tend to go with a German Shepherd or a Belgian or these, because they have, they have that trait, a defensive trait. And you and all we're doing when we do protection work is we accentuate that defensive trait. So it comes out naturally, it comes out on point. The thing is, a lot of dogs, even I've seen Roddies and different ones. Roddies are good, but but they're you gotta, they're only probably I'd say five or six breeds that really are made to do people protection work. Now, there are livestock guardians. We can get into all that stuff. But just to do people protection, I'd only recommend five or six breeds that I've seen b- pretty successful. Now, if you have that breed, we would take it, see where it's at. And maybe it, and maybe it hasn't, and maybe and maybe it doesn't. So that's where a lot of the times you have to watch out for, oh, yeah, my Dr. German Shepherd. I've seen German Shepherds that are guide dogs. They don't have that, you know, they don't have that, that defensive trait, but they're good for guide dogs, but they're not good for protection Mm -hmm. or, and vice versa. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a, you need to have that, what it's born with and then how Mm -hmm. we train it. So I hope that answers your question. I don't know if I
0: did. Well, that's a, that's a great place to start with understanding. I think having goals and expectations that are in line with the reality. So right. that if you're looking it up, you know, if you're in a situation where you want a protection dog, mm-hmm. and you haven't got a dog yet that you're already attached to, then there's certain breeds that are going to do the job better. Correct. And then if you're if you have a family, you've got yourself an Australian Shepherd who's a big old big old lump of slobber and love. <laughs> that's uh, you know, that's great. And maybe there's some training that can increase that dog's um deterrence factor and maybe some other safety factors. One of the great things about Australian Shepherds is they keep shepherding yeah <laughs> they'll run and they'll check in with every single kid on the playground and yeah. they'll come back to you exactly which for very very many of our most important safety factors is plenty right but oh, having and having those expectations and then getting whatever training you need to maybe hone in on those traits right exactly So exactly. starting with starting with expectations that match what you need and if you've already got a pup what you have right now you
1: can have right. like a like a australian Mm -hmm. or a livestock guardian dog that does your perimeter of the house Mm -hmm. that's different but you really can't Mm -hmm. bring a livestock guardian into your into walking down a walking in a store or walking in the street Mm -hmm. they're not going to have they're going to be too defensive on that yeah not social enough so you need to have kind of that Mm -hmm. social high that social skill and that defensive skill Mm -hmm. all in all in line and going back to what and I mean this is how I say it and I've said this in many of my presentations to businesses and I think mm-hmm. you appreciate this is a protection dog is like is like a person having a black belt they know they have it but they're not going to show it unless yeah. it, it is necessary and I think that yeah. is the key to this whole thing is mm-hmm. you know I don't want my dog to be all ag- aggravated and ready to go off mm-hmm. that's not what I want now in a SWAT tactical dog mm-hmm. we're looking for that more more of yeah. hey they're gonna come out of the car and they're gonna get the perp from yeah. the perpetrator. That's what you're looking for. But in in, in protection dogs or mm. in security dogs, you want a dog to be only to go to that level when it is needed. Not that yeah. they even want to go there, but we but but we mm. are asking it and it has the trait to, to do the job. Yeah.
0: And then I think you also have to examine, you know, the realities of the situation of a parent, right? Where yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's a couple of guys out there. I won't name names. I have immense respect for them. They're Navy SEALs or SWAT guys who are doing family safety stuff, but some of their advice comes from a context that's very different from soccer games in the suburbs. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and so, and if I, you know, if I've got a family of three and I'm, and I'm seriously considering the need for a SWAT tactical dog or a defensive perimeter guardian dog, I may need to reexamine some decisions I made previously. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, you said it right there. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, yeah. and I think you have to take everything mm-hmm. in context. You know, every yeah. every, every mm-hmm. environment is different. Every mm-hmm. situation is a little bit different. Yes, there are certain traits that will be good all over, but there are certain traits you, you, you don't want to see that, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and finding that sweet spot between the capacity for aggression or even just the appearance of capacity for aggression. Right. Exactly. Uh, when my when my youngest was about a year old we got a uh, husky rottweiler cross beautiful animal looked like a german yeah. shepherd weirdly nice. um but just and i mean intimidating yeah but dumb as a stump <laughs> you know <laughs> a great cuddle right he was, yeah. he was my baby's favorite pillow <laughs> but dumb as a stump and wouldn't you know and if there was ever a situation he he she'd hightail it so right okay right you yeah. Know. yeah and right. again it's yeah. that's
1: because maybe mm-hmm. It was a little nervous or didn't have enough defense. Yeah. It. And it just feels yeah. like, okay, you know I don't have it. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't yeah. have it. They don't have it. So mm-hmm. we need to see that. That's why mm-hmm. I try to, we need like, to, when we breed or when we uh, import mm-hmm. over, we, we look at that because the, or we mm-hmm. have to look at it. Do they have what's in that DNA? And then can we accentuate it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so, so my next big question is I've, you know, I'm not very familiar with the dog training and protection dog industry. You know, I've had mm-hmm. some peripheral contact over the years. Mm-hmm. I've seen many other aspects of the self-defense and self-protection industry. And the number of just outright charlatans operating the field is overwhelming. And I, I suspect the same is true in your. Yes. Yeah. Um, so if I'm, you know, if we're, where you guys are now, where do you guys operate? We're in California. We're about where, 30
1: miles south of San Francisco.
0: Okay, so if you're 30 miles south of San Francisco and need a dog trainer, you have found him. But if we're, you know, up in Seattle or Portland yep. or New York or over here in Crete, um, what are some red flags that I should look for when I'm interviewing dog trainers that can tell me that, you know, this guy is not the guy I need working with my dog and my family? Um, is it for protection work or just straight obedience work? Um, let's 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 uh, let's look at both. Let's start with protection work because okay. that's your area of most expertise. So okay. yeah.
1: Well, with protection work, you want to ask is how many years have they been in the business, of course? What type of training do they use? Do they use balance training, reward training, whatever? I've come from the belief it's balance training. You reward good behavior, you correct negative behavior. Now, I'm not saying be harsh, just you have to correct negative behavior because it's a good on-off switch. Um, I see some people on YouTube, and she you said the charlatans of the world, is they do this stuff, and I'm like, if the dog is running after a deer... I don't know if a treat in your hand is gonna really bring that bring that dog back. You know what I mean? So there's stuff like that where you just gotta question is try to be common sense with it and ask, and again, is is like in protection work. If I see them selling a dog for seventy I'm like, that seems awfully high to me because mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give this analogy, is it's just kind of like in horses, they go, Well, it has Schultz and train for IPA, mm-hmm. all these titles that's what the parent has. They never say what the puppy has. They just say what the parent mm. has. So they're kind of they're betting on that the, the 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 litter is going to be as successful as the parent. And I'm sorry is mm. my brother's a doctor. I don't have <laughs> I don't have those <laughs> same skills as he does. So why would I as mm-hmm. as going back to the breed, why would I even fathom to think this litter is going to have the same skills? Mm-hmm. It may and may not. So when they overpromise papers and all this stuff, that is a red flag to me. And and anything, I mean, I, you know, there are some things out there they say they sold dog for two hundred thirty thousand dollars I can't believe why mm-hmm. anybody would have that, would sell a dog for I didn't get, but anyways, if you see the price point above 50 mm-hmm. k and even that 50 mm-hmm. k it's pretty high, but I've seen some dogs that are really good at that. Um that's a big red flag to me because you're getting just a lot of just uh, Mar, uh marketing marketing BS to me and um
0: and it sounds like if they're going to be exaggerating the quality of the dog just to wrap up the price tag they're probably willing to exaggerate their own uh their own uh, what's the word qualifications yes. and their own accomplishments yes. as well
1: right and but just make sure there's at least in protection work is that they have at least 10 years background in the field because that gives you kind of a good litmus it kind of gives you a good mm-hmm. test of you know, how much Cause I, I saw a twenty-five-year-old. I'm like, how many years did that does this guy really have? But he was fit. Now he could, mm-hmm. he could have been a kid mm-hmm. and maybe did it. I mean, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not discounting mm-hmm. it. But just make sure you do a little thorough of a background yeah. check on what their bio is giving out. Um, also, I would on like a protection work. I would make sure you see when they bite. It's a firm like when they give a show and tell mm-hmm. to you, trying trying to impress you. If you're yeah make sure that bite is nice and firm mm-hmm. and not, and not, and not shark biting, you know, not all over yeah. the place. That mm-hmm. is good protection. Trainers will make sure that dog is a solid yeah. bite firm mm-hmm. on the leg or the arm or wherever, mm-hmm. wherever the target is, is, and you want to mm-hmm. see that. So, and then on obedience training is mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of different, different areas and you have to feel comfortable like if you're an obedience trainer, maybe you just want to see all reward training, and that's fine, and that's mm-hmm. what you believe in. But I make sure you have to be in line with what the client wants, and what you, and what, and what the outcome. If you want the dog to be on point ninety nine percent of the time, I guarantee all reward training is not going to have that. You're not going to have that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now another segment is if if it's all compliant training that dog you're going to wash the dog out also so it's kind of like a good coach mm-hmm. you're like, hey great job you did a good job hey mm-hmm. you, you need to work on this part of it yeah. you know so that's where i see a mm-hmm. lot of times common sense is thrown out the window and i'm sure you see it in your field yeah. common mm-hmm. sense is just thrown out like no
0: let's kind of just ask mm-hmm. what do you want and how to achieve that that makes sense and real quick wanted to circle back a little bit for any of yeah. our viewers who are not yet who aren't very familiar with attack dogs and all of that yeah. the idea about a dog biting once that's because if the dog bites somebody a bunch of times that's doing a lot more bodily harm where if what where the goal is they latch on once and they do a minimum amount of damage but at the same time this attacker has a 110 pound animal latched onto them by an open wound. Which is right. a really good way to take the fight out of somebody. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. And, and without even a yeah. bite, they can pull it mm-hmm. down too. So, yeah.
0: Then the perpetrator is going to be much more incompliant mm-hmm. than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that. And they, we're talking again about minimal minimum force necessary to keep everybody safe, which is right. The goal. Because I mean,
1: you always worry about lawsuits mm-hmm. too. As long as yeah. and in most mm-hmm. states mm-hmm. In, in the United States, is that if it's the dog has a solid bite and it knows it's trained, it's not biting everywhere. The yeah. lawsuit. There will there will be no lawsuit.
0: So yeah, it, it's just like if you're in a self defense situation and you know somebody tries to mug me and I, I knock him down and run away. I'm not going to get sued. If I knock him down and maybe he's big and I I break his ankle so he can't chase me. Right. Probably not going to get sued. But if I yeah. knock him down and then kick him three times in the head for trying, right? I'm I'm looking at a lawsuit if not some jail time. Right, and you punch him in the nose
1: a couple times too while you're at
0: it. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's right. like, I mean,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: exactly. Yeah, excellent. So I want to thank you so much for coming on today to the show, sharing your expertise. Uh, before I let you go, though, uh, what's the really smart question about your field that I should have asked you, but I haven't? Uh, that's a
1: great question. Um, <laughs> I think where the biggest hurdle is, and I do know it's not a mm-hmm. where a question is, is yeah. when you say a cat dog or this, is. I like to say protection mm-hmm. dog because mm-hmm. like, going back to my black belt scenarios, you're there for the safety. Of mm-hmm. of you, the safety of your family. It's safety. I want to attack to me is like an aggressor. I I never mm-hmm. want to be known as the aggressor. I want to have yeah a good defense is a better offense to me. And all you're trying to say is, hey, give me give me time and space. Because the one thing you know in security, if you can give anything time and space, usually most issues go
0: away. Yeah, and that dog can provide exactly that thing. Right. i think you i think you hit the nail on the head because you know there's there's black belts who are out there who all they want to do is be safe they often never mention their qualification they certainly don't do it in a bar right and then there's those guys who are like they they went they had their black belt like a chip on their shoulder and they're out there right and I, I, and and we know dog owners like that too they've got their they've got their two rottweilers with their hands <laughs> around their necks and they're all yeah, and it's and it's it's serving their ego the same way that that's often that younger, more newly minted black belt in their twenties who probably bounces right. on the weekend, which I was guilty of being in my twenties when I was young and dumb. Sure. Um, it is that same guy, it, right? But exactly, and as, that's where yeah. I want to different. It's that I want you to know that hey, this dog
1: doesn't know those skills, but yeah. if gonna, but if you're going to mm-hmm. choose, if you, if you want to go south, you yeah. know, now you may have another thing coming to you. So.
0: Exactly. A, a dear friend of mine had, it was a golden retriever. And yeah. when she was, you know, just a perfect playmate would get bopped on the nose, poked in the eye by the child and never. And yeah. then one time, a larger child apparently tried to take a toy of hers and the dog just without teeth. had yeah. his hand over the child's child's uh, arm and until the child let go and went away. <laughs> and that's that's what you're looking for. That that's what of, you're looking.
1: exactly. Yeah. That's what you're really looking exactly. for. And and honestly, mm. most of the times I don't even want to go to the bite. I mean, a good like yeah. you said, but a good trained bark, meaning I can yeah. tell a dog to bark, mm. is going to prevent a good eighty percent of eighty to ninety percent of, of all the issues. Because yeah. When you see a dog barking, a trained bark, meaning a, a you, mm. you, you know, that's why we stress obedience because mm. when when perpetrators are looking at stuff, they're like, if they mm. see a trained animal, it's a whole different mm. world because they're like going. Ooh, what what's the dog going to do what's the dog not going to do and i think that's why i really like seeing when you can tell the dog to bark aggressively and then turn it off and turn it back on it's pretty mm-hmm. much game over for i mean the yeah. the 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 issue will then go away
0: it's, it's it's the the three billy goats gruff story in terms of self-defense right you know right. they're they're not going to mess with you know, you're the you're the papa goat at this point. And, yeah. you know, because criminals are going to go find the easiest, safest person to victimize. Right. And right. Yeah, and whether you've got a retired military dog who got right. retrained and adopted into your home right. or whether you've got your your favorite beagle who's getting a little on in years, if right. they're if they're obedient, if they're trained, if they can deliver that bark that bark. Mm -hmm. Most criminals are gonna go look for the person who's walking by themselves. Right. Because in most situations, Mm -hmm. you know this is the I mean we're all
1: predators to one to one degree. You're gonna go to the weakest Mm -hmm. link. And if if you have any defensive measure that you see, you're gonna go, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going somewhere else. So Yeah, just so.
0: So, Mark, where can folks contact you to find out more about what you do and what you know?
1: Hey, uh, you can email me at mark at k9xfactor.com, mm-hmm. or you can go on my LinkedIn at Mark mm-hmm. Bosque um, and, or Factor on my LinkedIn mm-hmm. site. And that's the best way to hold me. And if you want to call, I don't know my local number. I don't have 1-800 number. <laughs> it's, uh, 650-245-1644. But I would probably say the best bet is mark at k9xfactor.com.
0: Excellent. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. And folks, if you have any questions about dog training, uh whether you're in the local area for him or not, please do reach out. Mark's been very, very, very responsive to my emails and surely knows his stuff. So thank you, Mark, so much for coming on today. And we do go nationwide. Yeah. We do sell nationwide. So it's not like Oh, excellent. Excellent. Great. But Good. thank you very so, much for yeah. the time. Yes. Yeah. And Thanks, thank you Jason. so much. And thank you everybody for watching. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next time.